don't be afraid to make mistakes because I think we can all be quite risk adverse and sit back and think, well, you know, I don't want to do that because it could go wrong. I could, I could get it wrong. I could make a mistake. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Welcome to the Step Change Podcast from me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. My podcast is established to help you with the thoughts in the development of your own business. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined again by entrepreneur Kate Bell from Zippersin, who's going to share a further conversation with me about her entrepreneurial journey, where we're exploring why she started, what she learned, the highs and lows of that journey. So welcome back, Kate. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Uh, so really enjoyed the first part of our, our conversation and we explored you know, why you started the business and that sort of concept. And as I said before, I, I love that whole thing. It was a an experience that you had and you took that further into a, a business. We also looked at that um, that moment where you went to the Boots um, buyer team and um, I guess it was that moment of scaling the business instantly from um, that sort of work from home on the sewing machines. Um, so we're now going to go a bit further on in the journey. Um, I know you went in front of another panel uh, to, at one moment when you went on Dragon's Den. So tell us a little bit about that. I did. Uh, I guess for the first few years of the business, it really grew quite organically and it was more a case of the the brand was growing and I was running behind trying to keep up. Um, And then came a point where I could really stop and look at what I wanted to do with the company next and what the opportunities were, how big the market was going to be and and how far I could really scale the business. And at that point that I realised I was going to need investment. So uh, there was going to be um, a need for cash flow in order to get the amount of inventory we needed. So every year we tended to plan the stock that we wanted for the year manufacture and then we always sold out so that was our biggest problem to start with was the cash flow in getting the stock in place to to supply the demand that we had so when I started looking around for um, opportunities for for investors um, obviously I came across Dragon's Den having watched it for for years I thought right I I I think I could do that. Um, and a lot of people always said to me when, when they saw the product, oh, you should go on Dragon's Den, you should go on Dragon's Den. And I'd probably put it off for quite a few years because the idea of it being on TV was pretty terrifying and they are a scary bunch. <laughs> so uh, when, I, when I finally decided, right, you know, the company needs investment, I want to get the brand out there. It's a really good opportunity to, um, to, to raise public awareness in the UK for the brand. So uh, I get the bullet and... and decided to apply. Uh, and when I went for the, um, the audition, that, that alone was, was terrifying enough being in front of camera um, and was really surprised to get a call the next day to say, yes, you've, you've got a spot. So uh, that was it. Then it was a, a case of really going into my plans in incredible amounts of detail. So looking at my financial forecast, what I was planning to do with the business, how I was going to scale, what our marketing looked like. Um, and that gave me a really good opportunity to pull the company apart, look at where our weaknesses were, where our strengths were, um, understand all my numbers and make sure that I knew all my numbers because the last thing I wanted was to be stood in that room mm. in front of the dragons and not know my numbers. That's <laughs> that's the most terrifying thing. So I needed to make sure that I knew them inside and out. And although at that point I knew the company inside and out, um, I really had to go into it in a lot more detail and and to be confident that I knew what I was talking about. Mm. That always um, sort of makes makes me think about a real key thing for entrepreneurs is knowing the numbers because you know a lot of 
entrepreneurs are technically brilliant at what they do or that they know their product inside out and the numbers can sometimes get away from people and i know that sort of one of the conversations you were, were having in, in dragons then was about this sort of debt within that was tied up in stock yeah you know? and that's something that can really get lost isn't it in terms of you know the numbers i guess yes yeah and i would say before Dragon's Den, um, I wouldn't have said numbers was my strong point, but having to to make sure that I got to grips with it was was actually a really good thing because I think that is key. You need to understand where every single pound is going and what stock you've got, and and, and even you know what what you've done for the last five years, what we're going to do for the next five years. I needed to really understand where the business was going, what our opportunities were. Um, down to every, every overhead, you know, all of those kind of things to, to really know that whatever questions they were going to throw at me, I knew what the answers were. Because, yeah, you, you do see it when they tear people apart when they don't know their numbers. Yes. So I can understand why you want to know your numbers. So looking at the business, because I know you've had other businesses before, hence the, the entrepreneur in you, what's been the best moment for you as an entrepreneur? I think the customer feedback I really love. Um, so having run businesses in marketing before, um, you're dealing with with business to business, which has has got ad- advantages. Dealing directly with the the public and and actually getting to interact with my customers on a regular basis, I really do love that. So when somebody posts a picture on social media um, of them baby wearing with the panel and and they're put into the bottom, it's you know the best baby product they that they invested in, and it's made their lives so much easier. That kind of thing that that gives me so much pride that that little idea I had on on Weymouth Seafront has actually made it into other people's homes and and it's helping them with with being a parent. It makes something just a little easier to to do. And the fact that I'll be, you know, leaving that behind, I've created a brand and a business and a product that didn't exist before. Um, One of the things that that we, we found while getting the company ready for investment was that when we first launched the product, um, jacket expander or co-extender that wasn't a term that, that was registered with with Google um, it's now the third highest searched for item in the maternity category on Google and and I just think that just makes me so proud that that a concept I came up with is now something people are actively searching for um, when they're pregnant which makes me really happy. That is awesome that's fantastic news and if we were to um spin that the other way is there a moment that you'd never want to repeat again as an entrepreneur you know, oh, your worst how long moment have you got <laughs> <laughs> there are hundreds hundreds and and actually one of the things they said on dragon's den is you know you've, you've you've made some mistakes if you could go back would you do things differently and and the answer is no because i think probably one of the most important things for an entrepreneur is not to be afraid of making mistakes mm. because from every single one of those mistakes um I correct, corrected it. I made the product better. Um, you know, I, I diversified into something else. Every one of those mistakes, something good came out of, and that's all part of the learning experience. And the brand wouldn't have grown with the with the strength and the the core that it has now if it wasn't for those mistakes. So they're a really important part of the journey. Yeah, brilliant. And is there um, a tip that you would give to entrepreneurs from what you've learned on your journey in terms of saying, okay, well, this is the number one thing I think you need to think about? Oh gosh, lots really. I, I, I guess that is key for me is, is don't be afraid to make mistakes um, because I think we can all be quite risk adverse and sit back and think, well, you know, I don't want to do that because it could go wrong. I could, I could get it wrong. I could make a mistake. Um, 
that's okay. It doesn't matter. We, we all mess up. We all make mistakes. That's that's the important part of the, the learning process. And we shouldn't be afraid to do that and, and try different things and see what works and see what doesn't. Um, and and to, to communicate as much as possible. Speak to other entrepreneurs. Don't be afraid to reach out to other entrepreneurs because they, they will be keen to help. Um, you know, most people having gone through the journey knows how difficult it is. So other entrepreneurs will be happy to give you advice. So yet yeah, don't be ask, afraid to ask questions. And from a personal perspective for you, what helps you make decisions when their risk is involved? You know, you, you know, because obviously you've made some risky decisions in terms yes. of Yes. Um, having a really good support network has been important. I've got some really good advisors um, and, and some of my investors are amazing for, for being a sounding board. So just keep talking it over. And I think actually in, in saying things out loud, sometimes you don't even need somebody to, to give you that advice. You don't need somebody to tell you what the answer is, but just constantly talking things over, saying things out loud, weighing up the pros and the cons. Generally, your gut will tell you what the right thing to do is once you've voiced it enough times. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- and I love really the, the options that the product has because I, I remember when we got introduced, you know, I was thinking it was the expander for when you were pregnant. And then, and then when you kindly came and spoke at the Business Network breakfast, you said actually it's more popular for carrying the baby. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so how does how does that sort of work in terms of, because I know you're very innovative and creative and, and I, you talked at the, the Business Breakfast about um, innovation in clothing is quite, not rare, but not mm-hmm. sort of seen as an obvious place of innovation. So. Yeah. Um, maternity wear has been the same for decades. Um, you know, it's, it's just not changed. And maternity wear is, is probably one of the worst fast fashions out there. I mean, we, we think of fast fashion in terms of um, cheap clothing that we use for a really short amount of time. Well, maternity clothing is used for seven or eight months, maybe. And then we pass it on and we get rid of it or it ends up in landfill. Um, so, yeah, looking at the ways we can use innovation in maternity clothing in particular um, is a really important thing for me. So when I designed the jacket expander panel, I wanted it to be something that would reduce fabric wastage, reduce expenditure, um, and that would be used for a long time, you know, not just for that that pregnancy. So, you know, maternity coat, once, once the baby's born, that's it, it's pretty much redundant wanted this to have another function. And then when I experienced that problem myself of actually having to, to take my baby carrier off before I can get my coat off, it seemed so um, simple to me that, that actually to have that multifunction meant that the product would be used for up to two years um, before it's then then passed along. Um, and we have a buy it back scheme. So we really encourage customers to send the products back to us, which we gift to women's charities um, or sling libraries, or we recycle them ourselves. So it's certainly something we never want to, to end in landfill. And then we've spent the last year looking at, at how we can use innovation in other areas to reduce that demand for for fast fashion. Um, I think I mentioned to you before, one of the statistics that we came across in in research for fast fashion was that a woman changes dress size on average 31 times in their life. So actually, is the demand for, for fashion less about trend and buying new clothes because the fashions have changed and more because we have a demand to buy clothing each time our, our dress size changes? You know, inevitably, we're, we're going to have to replace clothing. So we've looked at how we can design 
other adaptable multifunctional clothing that would mean the item would grow with the wearer and therefore if your body shape changes whether that be pregnancy hormonal changes just through age whatever that is your clothing doesn't need to then go in the bin it's it it adapts with you it's high quality clothing that will adapt with you so the brand is is now growing even further and and producing a whole range of of innovative clothing options in an attempt to to try and reduce that demand for fast fashion one of the couple of things i've sort of pulled us back to is uh, we talked about the boots and we talked about the dragon's den but they're, they're a few years ago now so tell us sort of like the, the journey over the last sort of five years if you like in terms of how that's continued to scale and ramp and maybe some of the challenges or fun that that's brought you yeah fun <laughs> it's certainly been that yeah the last two years have been really interesting um you know businesses have faced so many different challenges with with lockdown um actually for us the the product received much higher demand because we were sort of all outdoors and and walking um and and online shopping has has just been our, our only option for a while so actually we we've, we've looked at how we can support customers with with online shopping and making sure that the website is really user friendly um and actually how we can then offer the product in in other countries because the demand is is global um and then we've had to look at, at how we actually export products so with brexit everything's changed again so we've had to again constantly learn constantly adapt um and look at where we're going to go next so with the new products that we've developed we've had to uh look at how we're going to fund that um and so we are now starting on our second um investment raise to support scaling the the company again so the previous raise uh, we launched into the us and into canada uh, and expanded our reach into europe um, and so now we're looking at right what's what's the next step and the next step is how we bring further clothing options into the range okay and you know in terms of those challenges of cross-border trading is, is that yeah challenging is certainly the word at the moment um that's been yeah a, again lo- lots of learning lots of research lots of reading um and just finding really good partners that can support us with the logistics mm-hmm. and how easy is it, is is it to find suppliers and logistic partners and um again talking to other companies getting recommendations that's been really useful um we link really well with other, other companies in the nursery industry to support each other with things like that because uh it is a bit of a a gray area to to find the right companies um but there are a, a really good range of of logistic companies out there that have supported us over the last year but it has been quite difficult and what fuels your motivation each day then <laughs> Oh, uh, I love to live a full and exciting life. And I think just the process of the people I've met along the way, um, seeing what we've managed to achieve so far and what I can do for the future for my family, um, that that's probably always top of my list of motivation. Well, really enjoyed our conversation over over the two parts, Kate. Thanks again for joining me. Um, if people have just tuned in for the second part, which I encourage them to go back and listen to the, the first part, but how would they find out more about the product? Oh, check out our website at zipusin.co.uk. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for, for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. 
So thank you for listening to this latest Step Change podcast with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. As always, I hope you found the content interesting, thought-provoking and useful in the development of your own business. Thank you to my guest today, the entrepreneur, Kate Bell, for sharing her entrepreneurial journey. And I'm sure there's been something in there for you to take away to help you in the development of your own business. And please do check out the website. It is a fantastic product. And as you heard, loads of innovative, innovative ideas coming forward. Please do subscribe to the podcast. And when I release my next episode, you'll be one of the first to know.